It's winter, and you can now get almost anything you need for the coldest months of the year delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a ski slope delivered, but you can get dish soap delivered. Sunshine, that's a no. But a bottle of wine, that's a yes. A snow angel, sorry, no. But angel hair pasta, Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol and select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. We're back. Thanks for joining us this morning on Breakfast with Patton Hills. Friday, March 1. We're brought to you by Burbank Homes, the builder to trust. You can bank on Burbank Homes and a Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona N-Line. If you'd like to join us, we'd love to chat. Suncorp Home Resilience Open Line, 13 13 55. That text line is 0467 736 736. Um, tough question. Who holds the record for the most points scored by an Australian-born player in the NBA? Mm. We've had about 800 guesses between us. None of them right. No, so bogut's not it. <laughs> um, I'd say it's um, Scotty Pippen. Kyrie Irving. He's got, he got more points than Scotty Pippen. 16,669 oh. points. Born in Melbourne nice. in 1992. Yeah, what, did, what did Pippen get? So, uh, Scotty Pippen wasn't born in Australia. Oh, so I think he, he was. He doesn't qualify for he this. He was a Dubbo. <laughs> That's why he's here now. <laughs> but did he get 16,000? Maybe not. He probably got more than that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but he wasn't born here. You sure? Yeah, possibly. Oh, I don't know about that. That's what he's home for. See, <laughs> he's born in Arkansas. <laughs> so his dad. So Kyrie Irving's dad, Dredrick, moved out here to play for the Bullying Boomers, and uh, they and Kyrie was born here, but he was relocated back to the states with the family at the age of two. He'll, so he had a go. family already <laughs> at two. So you're being stupid. Yeah. <laughs> 4-1 for the week. Uh, comprehensive hiding. And I think it's now 4-2 on the overall stats for the year. Hey, we're both involved in the Courier Mail Celebrity Tipping Comp again this year. So it'll be a heated blue between you and I as this season unfolds. Uh, we've only had to tip for the two games so far in Vegas this weekend. And I've gone Souths and the Bronx. Mm, me too. To start off, I'll be 2-0. Yeah, which if that is the case, so will I. But I'm looking at these uh, these female tipsters. They were pretty good last year mm. in in the uh, whole Supercoach tips. They're, you know the likes of Alyssa Smith, uh, Pamela Whaley's there today. From no, I mean, and she's gone Sea Eagles and Broncos. Mm, gone against the Sea Eagles, Broncos. Fair few people gone Sea Eagles actually. Fatima Kudo, is that how, you, how I say her surname from the Daily Telegraph? Lara Pitt, she was right up there. Margot Parker, mm. we better listen to Corey's tips and we can just keep uh, Margot down a bit. Mm, at bay. Mm. So the likes of uh, Anthony Albanese and Gordy, Corey Parker and Cooper Cronk are all involved. So don't miss our Super Coach tips, all one word, Super Coach tips. Fonny's there. For their selections in the Courier Mail. Fonny's there. Thing. She'll probably overthink it. She'll have too much knowledge, Fonny Sampson. Mm. So, yeah, so we might, I might just copy her too. <laughs> <laughs>
But, uh, yeah, look, uh, it's a bit of fun, and uh, we it all starts this weekend with this big doubleheader. And as I said, Corey Parker, after 8 o'clock, we'll look at, at both matches. And the, the ramifications, uh, you know, already the talk is that they may get around 40,000, which would be great. All the teams are there now. The thousands of fans have flown in. So they're, they're, they're saying, you know, around about 20,000 Australian fans have flown in, which is just fabulous. Isn't well, it? you know, I'd be tempted to go yeah. over the next four years. we just have to look at what teams are going and do they appeal to me and over will go, I reckon. Mm. Mm. Well, no, if you haven't been to Sin City, it's, uh, <laughs> it is a fun place to go. I don't get it, really. I, I don't really get it. I don't gamble you know, in those places. And, I, and it's very expensive and hard to get into bars like clubs. I don't, I don't quite get it. So you end up sitting in a foyer bar again mm. and, and you know, and you go to Gillies and ride the bull and, and then you <laughs> sit there and eat peanuts and, you know, we go, oh, no, we've done it again. <laughs> Nothing. Back to the hotel and... Don't uh, ruin it for people that haven't been there. Yeah, you, you, somehow sport. you have to... Well, where, where have you had your fun? Well, we were well and truly looked after when we were over there. Exactly. Mm. Have you ever tried to do it on your own? No. No. Ever even tried to cross the road from and go from Wynn to Venetian? Preparation is the key, Ian, and we were well prepared when we went. Yeah, helicopter. <laughs> but just the overpasses and the waiting for the traffic and looking the right way and then getting into that next casino and finding that bar you're looking for. Oh, too hard. <laughs> Mars has, has chimed in on. See, Jacques Villeneuve, he stirred, he stirred him up. He said, sorry, boys, I'm with Villeneuve re Ricardo. So for those of you just catching up with this, Jacques Villeneuve, the former great racer, has, has basically <laughs> roasted Daniel Ricardo, saying if it wasn't for his smile and uh, his, his social media presence, he possibly wouldn't be on the grid because there's a dozen drivers who, who are as quick as him that haven't got a seat in F1. Uh, and Mars is saying, what have, what have his last dozen race placings have been? If he was doing a shoey for every podium, his boot would be drier than Stuart Stoney Desert right at the moment. <laughs> so yeah, it's a bit, yeah, look, it's tough. I think Mars, he had I a mean, good finish, you know, didn't he? And... You've got to remember that, that Verstappen just wins every race. So there's only two other spots left on the on the podium mm-hmm. right at the moment in F1, the way things are going. And, right, you know, look, uh, we can't judge a whole heap from pre-season testing, but it looks like Verstappen is going to dominate again. He's going to be very hard to beat. So um, they're hoping that this second Red Bull team, uh, which, what is it, Visa, Bank, App, something. Cash App. Cash App, yes. V-Cup. Um, so we'll see how Daniel goes this year. But uh, yeah, I'm certain, look, those comments by Villeneuve, would not have gone unnoticed. And, and apparently they're unsolicited. He just offered them up uh, in an interview and you know, just launched this attack on the Australian driver. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see whether it fires him up or not. Um, Matt, hey, boys, big shout-out to the GPS Swimming Champs this afternoon. Yeah, yeah. this is always massive. It is going to be massive. Uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, they get huge crowds and the, the kids make so much noise. The atmosphere that these Jeeps, pretty much Jeeps anything, the, the rugby, the, the track and field meets, etc. Yeah. but the swimming... Um, in, in that enclosed area at Chandler, uh, it will be raucous. State High well. used to Thank win that a lot. State mm. High, Haley Lewis, Duncan Armstrong, John Sieben, then the Athletics. Mm. Oof, we'd be we'd take that out as well. All right, what about our Barton's Play of the Week, Heels? We've, we had to wait until yesterday to get it. Don't forget, Barton's online all the time. Go to bartons.net.au. They've been great supporters of the show 
uh, for a long time. This week, uh, uh, it wasn't obvious, but uh, we decided yesterday Cameron Green's vital unbeaten century against New Zealand is our play of the week. And Cam Green with two balls to go in the day's play is on 99. O'Rourke bowls to him. Green cuts. That's gold for Cam Green. He cuts the boundary and brings up his century for this day, for this test, but for the future. This is the coming of age innings. Cam Green kisses the badge on his helmet and he stands triumphant, promoted to number four, and he can't keep the smile off his face. Yeah, so do you agree with uh, Jared? Yeah. Coming of age innings? Oh, no, yeah, yeah, probably. Um, uh, you know, we all knew that was there, and he's done that a lot of times against Queensland. But he went from 50 to 100 in those hard batting conditions in 46 balls. Mm. And those last three fours when the new ball and O'Rourke took it, just brilliant. You know, drives, cuts, uh, really well timed. So I, I, don't, I don't think he'll play a much better innings than the rest of his career. Yep. Because okay. that was as challenging as it gets, that the opposition were as hyped as they get, and he got it done. It was brilliant. What I can do, what I can say, was in the 90s, um, just a total scant disregard for Josh Hazelwood's batting ability. Yep. He just, as soon, soon as Hazelwood emerged, <laughs> Green started to swing oh, from, go, the, yeah. <laughs> from the bleachers. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, he reached, uh, reached the ton after a couple of big swipes and misses. He's 103 not out of 155. So in context, the Aussies are nine for 279. So, uh, you know, there was only a couple of big contributors. So we, we got a couple of 30s from our openers, from Smith and Kawaja, who really toughed it out for that first session when the, the ball was moving and it was really green, that wicket. They said the wicket sort of probably increased in pace. They picked up a little bit of pace after lunch and it became more difficult. Then we had the collapse when we lost uh, Marnus, Usman and Travis Head in the space of, uh, oh, about 10 overs and with a very few runs, only about 20 runs at it. So uh, they came together, Marsh and Green, when things were in real trouble for Australia at four for 89. Mitch Marsh with 40 or 39, six fours and a six. Brilliant. Typical, knock. yeah, belligerent innings. And uh, Cam Green was a little slow, but he was uh, he was well composed right the way through the day. And sounds like you were watching it through that period, but Mitch Marsh, I believe, unlocked Cameron Green. Yeah, they, they, they fed off each other really mm. well. He's He's got that swagger out there, Marsh. Filthy when he got out, but uh, he he had tried one of those, uh, you know, a pull shot that just wasn't quite short enough, was it? Yeah. He, he sort of, but when you, uh, I've done a little piece on TikTok, which will go up today, TikTok or social media, mm. all those, all our platforms, uh, about batting on green tops and um, how, the challenges of it. Uh, Mitch decided, I'm going to play. I'm going to play shots and hit the ball, not leave it, leave the ball. So his first motivation was hit the ball and then he just, just made an, an, a, probably an average decision on 40. Mm-hmm. Now, David Adams, uh, he's just come through. More overcast conditions at the mm. basin this morning. Good. No breeze. There was no breeze yesterday, which is unbelievable. For yeah, no, I saw uh, Steve Smith. I think early doors they said southerlies, yeah, and Smithy had predicted northerlies. So maybe it swings around. In the afternoon, it died down. They showed this beautiful shot of the, the harbour there. And it was, like, it was like a mill pond, yeah, okay. which you don't see at Wellington very often. He's saying Jack is challenging heels to a time-jogging lap of the concourse. This morning's effort was 2 minutes 38 seconds. Right. Well, when I get to Wellington next, <laughs> I'll take you down, Jack.
<laughs> so they're obviously having uh, a lot of fun, father and son over there. Oh, the is... crowd, the crowd was unreal. Yeah, um, and they did little, you know, interviews throughout the crowd um, to Aussie um, supporters as well as uh, locals, and they were all enjoying themselves. But the scene, did you see the end of the day? Yeah, yeah. Did you see that scene where one bloke's using his fingers to whistle, you know, like that, and he's got a half deflated boxing kangaroo raised <laughs> above his head on this side, and he's trying to whistle, and they'd had a great day, and the cricket was competitive and enthralling, engaged them all day. Yeah, it was nine for two seventy nine. The Australians, are, the, the ball is brand new; it's only five overs old, so uh, you can expect them to, you know, once they get to Hazelwood. It'll be all over. Let, let's quickly listen to Green and then I'll, I'll get your comments. This is Green after play. Yeah, probably equally as relieving as my first one. Um, yeah, I think just, yeah, mainly proud of kind of pulling the team to a reasonable total at the moment. So, um, yeah, still sinking at the moment. I think it was a bit of, a bit like Tassie last week. I think it was just quite tough probably through the 30th, 40 over mark. Um, and then, um, yeah, it didn't seem to get much easier. It was just the ball got maybe a little, little bit older. So, um, yeah, it's kind of nice to work through the waves out there. Yeah, I thought he said it's a bit like Cuzzy last week. <laughs> um, we worked it out as Tazzy. The, um, did you sense that there were some dark marks, ball marks on the pitch towards the end yesterday? No, I didn't notice. So but. remember, uh, there was a bit of uneven bounce towards the end yeah. of yesterday. So w- are they divots? Are they skid marks on uh, the patches where the ball was landing yesterday? And if that is the case it, and they start to harden up, it'll go really uneven. And that that's what Australia have got to capitalise on today. Right. But as Jack said and David said, the the overheads are bad and, uh, again today. And Greeny said yesterday in that post-innings interview that it's all about the overheads. So if they get the conditions like that again today, which they have, Australia can do some damage. What do we think, listeners? How much are New Zealand going to make? Yeah, and, uh, well, what are, the, what are the Australian quicks got to do? I mean, given that they, they've got virtually a brand-new ball in their hands, the key was you've got to think that once they do get to Hazelwood, it'll be all over fairly quickly. So, you know, maybe give us 290 if we can add another 10 or 11. 290, uh, say, a, a fair total for Australia. I, I think at the end of the day when they looked at this track, they probably would have taken that. Uh, yes, unbelievable they would, uh, score. When, when they were sent in. Yeah, I, I think they'd, they'd be reasonably happy Andy with in that. a day. Well. You know, when we won the when we regained the Ashes, as I say, in Headingley in 1989, at the end of day one, we were four for 207. Yeah. You can do a lot of damage as long as you don't lose wickets. But if they were losing wickets like they have, nine down, 280 on those conditions, very good. Yep, yeah, we're looking forward to it uh, again. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, we'd love you to join us. The Suncorp Home Resilience Open Line, 13 13 55. Give us a yell. Or the text line. 0467 736 736. This is Breakfast with Patton Heels. Now on Breakfast with Patton Heels, Heels gets his gloves off. I haven't really got a structured gloves off today, Patty, but I'm going on Quote Watch. There's a couple of things that uh, sparked me into this frame of mind. So over the, the, the um, uh, what do you call it, over the 
course, case, Co- yeah, course, course of the, the course of yeah. the footy season. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go and coach watch for okay. their quotes because mm-hmm. Les Giz uh, and his returning of Jock Campbell to the Queensland side this this year sort of there was a quote attached to it that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but it was a perfect case of a coach wanting to say something but couldn't. You know, so we have to try to identify them. Jock gets his chance after brilliant form in the trials. And, and of course, we know Jock was a Wallaby fullback in 2022. It's great to have such, such riches in the back line. Uh, Mac served us well against the Waratahs. Mm. Right? So brilliant form in the trials meant nothing while they picked Mac Greeley for the first game. But he served them so well, he's now on the bench and Jock's back. Because form <laughs> means something now, right? And then riches in the back line. It's great to have such riches in the back line. Have we looked at our performances over the last 10 years? We've got no riches anywhere. <laughs> so come on, develop something. And ch- changing a bloke in, in and out of the team in one game is not great. And leaving a wallaby out and the treatment of Jock Campbell over time outside of injuries, it mightn't be that great. So come on, let's get some consistency into. So, so Les, that that quote, sort of, you know, I'm sure that's not he was what he was really meaning there. Um, you know, so so that's the first. Trying to one. keep everyone happy. Yeah, within his w- team. When there's been some errors made with selections. So then there's another one. Pat, Pat Cummins was another one that you know a quote that says, "Oh, there's a real calmness around this group." You know, meaning it's a real good thing and everything. So that that's great, and, and it probably means there's a confidence in each other. And you, you know, you you can trust that he's doing his job and he'll get that job done and he'll get that job done. But you have to just be aware when there's too much reliance on others in that situation, and make sure everyone's still doing hard yards at training and under pressure in the middle, which, you know, Cameron Green, Mitch Marsh took on yesterday and so too the opening bat- batsman. And then the the headlines and the quotes about Cameron Green annoyed me, have annoyed me. You know, the, one organisation, the same organisation has tried three different headlines and they were probably after his scalp, to, you know, three weeks ago. Mm. They're saying he's got to go. He's not a number four. Oh, well, come on, come on. And now the Golden Boy's back. The Golden Boy's there. He's vindicated the selection. Um, he's a, a legend for rescuing the team and yesterday and silencing all those doubters and, and a great repayer of faith. They're all the different headlines right. about Cameron Green today. Come on. Uh, we've just got to hold them to account the way they flip and flop um, as as these full-time professional sportsmen yes. try to apply their trade. It's difficult. You're playing against good opponents and in Wellington, tough conditions. Yep. And uh, he was good enough to get it done. That's in why a, the selectors picked him. In 154 balls, he's been redeemed. When you, when you bat 154 balls on those conditions, that is a great effort. Yeah. Now, he's SEN's cricket expert, uh, legendary fast bowler, and obviously heals a very, very smart man. Because unlike you, Michael Kasperitz has decided not to join fellow cricketing luminaries. In uh, he's the only one, he's the only one I think uh, is not up there uh, for Jimmy Ma's birthday extravaganza. And I think Casper, that is a magnificent decision on your behalf. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Patty. But um, situations change. I'm now available, <laughs> and I've, I've always. But the thing is, I've always done my best work off the bench, so I'm just uh, replicating that. Yeah. Oh, very good, Cap. We'll see you up there, champ. Um, yeah, mate. mate, the news of what, from Wellington is the overheads are the same as yesterday. That, that's that got to be good for the Aussie bowlers. 
Well, that's a theory with swing bowling, isn't it? Sort of, I guess, a bit of cloud. Um, air's a bit thicker, perhaps. Um, I'm not sure about the science particularly, but... Yeah, it was um, an interesting day, wasn't it? Where, you know, obviously New Zealand winning the toss, deciding to poll. And even that first session, it was almost a bit like the Gabba in that um, often the way teams, when they come up to the Gabba, they see a green tinge on the surface and they decide that, you know, we're to bowl first. And what happens then is they expectation is they try too hard. You're just trying to get too many wickets and just keep it. The key is keep it simple. And they seem to do that after lunch. Yeah, that's right. I mean, really, they, they picked up Steve Smith right on lunch. So uh, basically, he and Kawaja had, had lasted out two hours on a on a wicket that looked very menacing. It looked menacing, didn't it? Well, I think that's the thing. You carry, like I said, expectation, because I think the ball beat the bat plenty of times, and you get frustrated certainly as a bowler, and you feel like we won the toss. We've got to get a couple of wickets here. Um, but they seem to regroup, um, sort it out, and, you know, bloody good team, some good talent there, and, and even just the way that the Australians played. You know, like, I can't... No-one got out to a Jaffa. They were all, you know, you know, playing away from their body or, you know, just just getting finding a way to get themselves out, really. I know the ball can swing around and do stuff, but ultimately it's a, it's a, it's a crap shot that gets you out. Yeah, but it's good patient bowling uh, in between mm. those shots because, the you know, you guys have a, a a knack of sort of having a batsman think, geez, where am I going to get my next run from? And then you drag them wide into the corridor and it looks like a bad shot, but it's the pressure you've built beforehand. So Australia, if they do that, do you think the New Zealanders can prosper, can get through it? Oh, well, they're going to have to. It's going to be a challenge for them because I think having two, three fast bowlers with over 250 test wickets on board and then you've got your spinner, of course, with Nathan Lyon with a whole lot more. There's so much experience there that they just exactly know where to put it and, and know the, the theory, I suppose. So I'm looking forward to, to that. And if there is, you know, still in the imagine it will be, still something in the wicket and hit the ball fresh. Um, if it's swinging around a bit, it's going to be uh, good to watch. Hey, what's your take on Marnus? Uh, he's just going through this little lean patch at the moment. I, I see you know, the absolute disaster. His test average has dropped from 60 to 50. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's just uh, – I mean, every player, regardless, you know, with bat or ball, has a little lean patch in their, in their career, and, and he's experiencing that right at the moment. I think what happens is you end up – and certainly Marnus would be doing this – thinking too much. Would be going away and, and trying to dig too deep to find out why and what he sort of, I guess, the best place to go to is think about what was in your head when it was all working and quite often it's nothing. It's rely on instinct, have some fun, recreate that in your own mind and I think that's what he probably needs to do. Um, I know he's a pretty intense guy um, with all that and maybe, maybe, oh, look, to me, and not knowing him well, I uh, just, it looks like that and I think mm. you're listening to... Um, Barat yesterday saying he had a conversation with him and the theories. There's plenty of theories going on. Um, I think just it, just, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're spot on there, I reckon, Casper. Um, anyone that gets through conditions like yesterday and bowling like yesterday deserves great credit. You know, Cameron Green, did, what did you make of him? Yeah, great, fantastic. And I know that everyone jumps on board and says, oh, no, he was always a number four. He's always, yeah. Look, I know the, the, the theory too, I love even saying this to you know the young kids or anyone in particular, the simple theory that the longer you're there, the easier it gets. And just give yourself a chance. 
Um, he managed to do that, you know, early on. Obviously, he was a little bit in it, but obviously he made it look easy, didn't he? Mm. Um, certainly the way that he finished uh, at the end of the day to get bring up that 100 uh, was pretty sweet. Yeah, to me, he looked as talented as he is at the end. You know, the, he, yeah, he, yeah. he moved from 50 to 100 in 46 pills. And he by the end of it, he looked like a real talented batsman that everyone knows. And it's great to see yeah. that corner turn. Yeah, fantastic. And I think... You know, that was it. They had to get him in the team. They, they realised the talent that's there and what. And, and I, I like the theory. I know Steve Smith and all the. We might have even had a conversation around this, around Steve Smith opening and, oh, what are we, you know, is this right? We need a specialist opener and all the rest of it. But the fact of the matter is, they just decided our six best batsmen um, in Australian cricket, um, and Cameron Green is one of them, we got to get him in there. Mm. So they found a way and it obviously worked yesterday. Yeah, I mean, the raps on him have been enormous from too many very good judges. And uh, the, the patience has, has paid off now because uh, it was it was one of the great innings yesterday on that. Uh, you know, when you look at it, 40 was, was the nearest to him. And that was a run of ball innings, uh, a typical sort of belligerent Mitch Marsh innings with six fours and a six. The rest of them all struggled, didn't they, to get their runs. Yeah, yeah, they did. I, I think, like I said, it, it, I'm not. Yeah, he made it look easy by the end, didn't he? He the way he was, but um, look the way to top it off for him, I guess. Um, you know, and w- windy Wellington, um, beautiful place too. Beautiful place, Wellington. Um, would be to get five wickets with the ball. That <laughs> that'd that'd be perfect. Now I don't know whether he can. He was cramping in his hand and arm, and his back was gone. <laughs> it, right. it was a draining knock. So, what do you make of Josh Hazelwood's batting, Casper? Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna Trick come question. in handy. Um, oh. Yeah, I realise that. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, any contribution is um, is uh, thankfully received. Yeah, well, he if he spends twenty minutes in in the middle, yeah. so he might have to play let's say eight balls in that mm. lot. He's got to get through that, and that will allow Green to really tee off. They might peel off another twenty or thirty. What what do you think of this score so far? Yeah, well, look, average. Um, Average from where they were, and look, I'm, I'm sort of going back to uh, the last time I was at uh, Basin Reserve in Australia, yeah. 2005. We played there, second test. I actually brought up my hundred test wicket. Um, incidentally, I had to drop that in. Oh, well, um, mate. Yeah, Lou Vincent second innings, but Lou in our Vincent. first innings, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we he um, he played on. Um, it's a bold. So um, <laughs> yeah, we ended up. End up um, oh, in that first innings, we scored five seventy, right? And and maybe a really good example. Uh, Damian Martin scored one hundred sixty five, and you know Langer and Hayden at the top, you know, good start. But then, you know, Ponting didn't get much. Michael Clark got eight. Simon Caddo thirty. Um, but Adam Gilchrist comes in, and with the tail, he's only scored one hundred sixty two off one hundred forty eight balls. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think Cameron Green with his hundred on board. If, like I said, if Josh Hazelwood can hang around for twenty minutes, or even. Just imagine if he if he got to obviously drinks in the yeah, first hour. Yeah. Um, and if Cameron Green decides he's going to go, um, it could be a, a great a great total for the Australians. Right, well, look, they're, they're going to be bowling at some stage in the first session. What what is the cartel thinking? Uh, do you reckon at the moment? Stark, Cummins, Hazelwood, and to a lesser extent, Green and Marsh. Mm. Well, this answer is going to disappoint a lot of former players and certainly batsmen. Um, I'm going to say short length just outside off stump. Yeah. <laughs> I think they've got to <laughs> be fuller than yeah. that, though. I think they've got to be fuller. Yeah. 
Well, I think encourage them to, to play yes. the ball, not just to leave it, let it go through. You want to encourage the batsman to to, to take it and not so much give it the full face because you're maybe, maybe a fraction too straight, which will get them playing. Just that little bit wider so they're playing with half a bat and uh, uh, and advertising the edge. Uh, and, yeah, with three slips in there, maybe even four, we'll see how we go. Mm. Um, yeah, I think they'll, they'll go well. All right, Casper, uh, great, great to chat. Uh, stay away from central Queensland uh, is my advice. No, over, over the oh, okay. we're in north, aren't we? We're going north. Is Ellie in north? Oh, sorry, no. No, no, I'm not in that one. I've, oh. I've got the Brisbane um, version, so oh, I no, am no. Off, I'm not there. So good luck to you. Smart yeah. move. Yeah, you are, you're smart, smart again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, mate. Good on you, Thank you. Thanks, <laughs> Breakfast with Patton Heels, powered by Kubota. You take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. Minwoo has taken advice uh, and has birdied 18. So he's moved quickly into the top 20 at the Cognizant in uh, Palm Beach. So he's four under for the day, only three off the lead. Uh, Eagle at 13, Birdie at 14, Birdie at 18, and the Australian is right in the conversation. They have a conversation now about a sports update. If you're looking for height, hire it right. Visit heightforhire.com.au. Morning, Jacko. Good morning, Paddy. Good morning, Heels. Now, I want to ask you boys a question. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this very annoying sound? That's the cricket ground outside Mumbai. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the World Cups, wasn't it? That was the 2010 World Cup in South Africa with uh, these vuvuzelas, oh, the right. little plastic horns that made well, – you basically had to watch every game on mute. Well, um, <laughs> thanks to the German organisers of this year's Euro Championships, we couldn't be getting something a lot worse because they have permitted the travelling Scottish fan base to bring their bagpipes oh. into the ground. So you might be watching 90 minutes of the Scottish just um, getting stuck into their bagpipes trying to drown out all the opposition fans. So um, might have to watch that one on mute. (laughs) Well, they've got some good numbers. They've got some good... Are you you a bagpipes fan? Oh, it's incredibly stirring. (laughs) So you quite like that, but don't overdo it with just tripe. How would you go for 90 minutes of it? No, not good. Okay. <laughs> They've got to inject. They've got to inject. You're They're the voice or something anyway. in there? <laughs> yes. Uh, we'll stay in the world of soccer where the A-League, they've become uh, one of the first leagues in the world to introduce Ramadan breaks because Ramadan uh, coming up starts March 9, runs through to Monday, April the 8th, um, and they're going to allow players to um, take a break in the middle of the match when those games are played in twilight. So um, for players to be able to break their fast during Ramadan. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Interesting introduction for the A-League. Now, uh, this might be one of the biggest pieces of fandom we've seen come out of the Las Vegas NRL experiment. Mm -hmm. And it is a couple of diehard South fans that got married last night. And uh, to walk the bride down the aisle was none other than the Rabbitohs mascot, Reggie the Rabbit. Oh, <laughs> Red, Reggie is confusing a few of them <laughs> over there. <laughs> Reggie's doing plenty of good work on the Las Vegas Strip. So uh, imagine just being the, uh, you know, the person that gets to uh, wear the Reggie suit, getting your free trip to Las Vegas. Um, 
Fantastic. Or do you reckon they've they've subcontracted someone down there to wear the Reggie suit? <laughs> yeah, oh, no, they wouldn't do that. You couldn't do it to Reggie and say, hey, you know, the trip of the lifetime's yeah. coming up. You do the suit in the heat yeah. and humidity of Australia for 10 years <laughs> and we'll just get in a bloke over in America. Oh, to do Reggie it. had to be on the We'll get a yeah. subcontractor. And uh, what, do you, what do you mean, a bloke in a suit? <laughs> He's not a real rabbit. <laughs> oh, so sorry if any kids have um, <laughs> yeah, you've just had an illusion shattered. Uh, two AFL preseason matches last night, mm. both of the Queensland teams in action. We talked about the Suns earlier on. They had a really good win, 25 points over the Swans at Blacktown International Sports Park, uh, despite the uh, pre-game blackout and uh, a red belly black snake. Oh, it was it a all, black snake, wasn't it? Yeah, it was uh, very dangerous. <laughs> all seemed to be happening out there at Blacktown. Uh, they got the job done. Hume McCluggish, 31 touches. He had it on a string in mm. some very uh, slippery, humid conditions last night. Uh, Lincoln McCarthy kicked three goals. Our man Dane Zorko kicked two along with Eric Hipwood. Hipwood's radar was off on a couple of occasions, but he looked good, Eric, um, after he copped a lot of criticism last year. Looks like he's had a big preseason. In the other game that was down at Marnica Oval in Canberra, the Giants, they won 105 to the Suns, 61. Uh, Tuke Miller had 33 touches for the mm. Suns. And Alex Sexton, uh, the former forward that has been sent down to play off halfback in under Damien Hardwick's new regime, he had 31 touches, looked really good. And Jack Lacocious uh, looks set for a big year, kicked four goals. But the Giants pretty much dominated the mm. middle middle uh, quarters of this game in quarters two and three. There were some positive signs for the Gold Coast Suns. And um, Took Miller, their captain, is bullish on what they're going to achieve under Damien Hardwick. Definitely. I mean, footy's um, imperfect, so you just got to you gotta take it as it comes. And I feel like for us, tonight was a good example. You know, we did some things, again, that were really positive and some things that we can butter up. Um, and I know that Jim is really strong on just, like, keep tweaking stuff, keep learning from what, from our mistakes, and I feel like we're going to do that really well. Yep. Well, we'll find out very, very shortly. They're up next week. It's uh, 7.53.